As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. I look for other people who have already invested with them, have a personal relationship with those people and can kind of tout or vet or kind of uh, attest to how good they are in terms of communication, how they're executing their business plan how they've been in terms of professionalism, that sort of thing. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try SmartMove tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with SmartMove's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and I will be the host for today's episode. And today, I will be speaking with Peter Kim. Peter, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. A little bit about Peter. He is the owner of the website PassiveIncomeMD.com, 
where he shares his knowledge of passive real estate investing with doctors and other high income professionals. His website and blog are viewed by over 50,000 people each month. He's based out of Los Angeles and you can say hi to him at PassiveIncomeMD.com. Peter, before we begin, do you mind giving us a little bit more information about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, absolutely. I'm currently an anesthesiologist living in Los Angeles, California here with a wife and two children. And I'm originally from the East Coast, but I ended up out here following my wife to follow the California dream. I started as an anesthesiologist about nine or 10 years ago, and I was working and that was kind of my goal from the very beginning. Get out, finish my training, work as a physician, help a lot of people, live a good life. But a few things happened at work a few things politically, with some job uncertainty. And I got to the point where I realized I can't rely on this completely, at least this income, to give me the life that I wanted, at least for myself and for my family. So I started looking outside of medicine to figure out what else are people out there doing for income, for this concept of financial freedom. And I landed on real estate. I had some other physicians that I saw who were living the life that I wanted, and they were pretty much all doing it in real estate. And so I started exploring that. I started learning so much about it. I started going online, listening to podcasts, reading blogs. And next thing you know, I started doing a few deals, started picking up a few rental properties, starting investing in some syndications and crowdfunding. And I was telling all my friends about it, and they wanted to know exactly how I was doing it. And I I guess I got tired of having the same conversation over and over again, And I decided just to put it up on a blog. I decided to write about it, share my experiences, kind of talk about some of my mistakes, my failures, some of the good stuff that was happening. And next thing you know, organically, people started coming and reading it. So I'm sure working as a doctor, you work a lot of hours. So for other people who are also working a lot of hours, what advice do you give them to kind of get started in this real estate investing endeavor? Yeah, my life as a physician is pretty busy. And for anybody who has a job, Anybody who has a family, anybody who has hobbies or passions, you're going to be busy. So it's not really a matter of like finding time. It's a matter of figuring out what your priority is. So what I would do is I would work a long day. I would come back home. I would see the kids, try to spend my time with them, be present with them and my wife, put them to bed. And then at that point is when I would get working. And I would work from 8 p.m. to maybe midnight, really work really hard, maybe sleep for five hours, wake up and even start working on it again. And so I would find the time just to do these things. And unfortunately, some things I had to give up. Unfortunately, I don't watch TV as much as I used to before. Some of my favorite shows are just sitting there waiting for me. But you just have to make the time and just take the action and and really figure out what's important to you and what your goals are in life. And are you strictly doing passive investing or are you an active investor as well? Well, I do some of both. I like the idea of diversifying. So I started by investing in crowdfunding. I started investing in syndications first because my lack of experience, I didn't know how to start. I didn't know whether I could take on a rental property on my own. But once I kind of dipped my feet in using those things, I started to feel more comfortable, got a little more confident. Then I started buying my own rental properties. So I bought a single family home. Then I bought a single family home out of state. Then I picked up a few multifamilies. But then all along the way, I've still continued to invest passively as well. Okay, so you started off passively and then transitioned into actively while continuing to passively invest. What skills, knowledge, 
kind of anything that you learned from passive investing helped you transition into active investing? Or did you have to kind of learn active investing completely separately from your passive investing? That's a good question. I think a lot of it just had to do with confidence for me. It's just putting your money somewhere else to work. I was so used to working as a physician, doing the active income thing where you put in your time and you make money. The whole concept of investing, putting your money elsewhere, letting things happen, kind of setting a system and letting things happen in place was totally foreign to me. So I kind of just had to get over that. And that's what really passive investing helped me to do. And the funny thing is, once you started passive investing, starting investing in those syndications and again, some of those crowdfunding debt deals and some of those crowdfunding equity deals, you know, I started actually looking to the numbers. I started learning. It wasn't a whole lot of money when I first started, but just having a little bit at stake really forced me to get in there and learn. And so I started learning about, yeah, what is rental income? How do you increase these type of things? What's cap rates, net operating income? I started learning about some of those numbers. And then again, it gave me the confidence to go out and purchase my own properties. So there was definitely a hurdle that I need to get over initially and really passive investing helped me get there. Yeah, I think that's really important that you said that. I think one of the biggest characteristics that differentiates someone who doesn't and does invest is that confidence. You learn everything, but do you have the confidence to actually take action and actually do it? Right. I mean, the thing is you have to be okay with failing. I think what I've learned is that you can sit there and read all you want. You can sit there and learn, but it's like a totally different ballgame once you kind of get in there. And you learn so much more by just getting your hands dirty. And I think I got to the point where I realized, look, I've got to take chances here and I've got to move forward. I was just sitting there reading and learning and I wasn't doing anything. And so unfortunately, I wasn't growing as well. So part of it was that, look, I'm going to make some mistakes but I'm going to learn a ton in the process. And that's actually what ended up happening. Exactly. So you're talking to doctors, other high income professionals about getting started in passive investors. What advice do you give them for, let's say if they want to invest in a multifamily property with a syndicator, what advice do you give them for finding, evaluating and screening different general partners, different syndicators? Well, that's the number one question I get through my blog. And I also have a community of about 7,000 physicians in a Facebook group that I work with and I moderate and I talk to almost on a daily basis. And we talk about different syndications, different opportunities, ways to make passive income. But again, the number one question I get is, how do you choose which syndicator or operator to trust? And how do you know a deal is good? And how do you verify what's on paper? So we spent a lot of time. And unfortunately, that's not an easy question. I mean, I think that's a thing that even professional syndicators, that's something that they're continually refining and learning. So I do spend some time on the blog, writing posts by post by post. And we spend some time actually going through some even case type studies in the Facebook group. But one thing that I've actually done recently to really help people in this manner is I've actually built a course. Again, so many people were asking me, what are some of the best resources out there for people? So I decided to really package that and put that into a course that hopefully condenses all those months and years that I spent trying to learn about this stuff really only into a couple hours for the busy physician. Okay, so in that course, I guess here's a more specific question. What would you say would be the top characteristics of a syndicator that you can trust? Like what are two, three, five, whatever things that a syndicator must do in order to kind of gain that trust from a passive investor? I tell people the number one thing to look for is track record. I want somebody who's already established and has experience doing this thing. And ideally, this is somebody who's seen some of the ups and downs of the markets 
and that has been able to navigate that. Obviously, there's so many good deals out there and there's so many bad deals, but what we'll make a breaker deal is the way the sponsor can really operate and execute their business plan. So I go back to their history to look and see what they've done in the past. Again, it doesn't have to be a spotless record because obviously what happened in 2007, 2008, there were some ups and some downs. Ultimately, how did they kind of navigate through that thing? So number one is track record. And number two, I feel more comfortable if somebody else that I know has invested with them or somebody that I trust has invested with them. And so that's what I look for. I look for other people who have already invested with them, have a personal relationship with those people and can kind of tout or vet or kind of uh, attest to how good they are in terms of communication, how they're executing their business plan, how they've been in terms of professionalism, that sort of thing. And so that's what I look for next. And then after that, I need to have a personal conversation with them. And I recommend every single person does that, is that what we're going to do with this course and what we're going to do with even on the website is I want to give them the top 10 questions they need to ask sponsors. And they should be doing these things themselves. I know in a lot of these crowdfunding platforms, they kind of put the track record and these kind of things of all the sponsors and they've done the vetting. But I think it's really important for doctors, any busy professional, since they're putting a good amount of their income to use, is to actually personally vet them themselves. All right, let's change gears a little bit and talk about your blog. So you've got 50,000 people a month reading your blog. Before we talk about how you did that, do you mind telling us a little bit about the positive benefits that has had on your business, your life in general? Sure. When I started this thing, I, I didn't even know who would read this thing. I actually really created it just for a few of my friends to read. So again, I wouldn't have to answer the same questions over and over again, but it kind of blew up on me. And that's something that kind of took me by surprise. I'd be lying if I said I'd expected to kind of build a readership like this, but it's been amazing. Obviously, I'm still learning and I try to tell people on the site, I am not the one who knows every single thing about this whole subject, but it's something that maybe I'm a few steps ahead of people and this is what I'm learning and this is what I'm doing and this is the mistakes I'm making along the way. And the cool thing is it's put me in the center of this community and I've met so many great, I mean, not just physicians, but even professionals in the business that are doing some amazing things. And it's really inspired me to get better at this. So I love just being able to be in the middle, to connect to so many people. And I feel like it's opened up my whole world to a lot of different things that different people are doing. And again, it just kind of every day I get inspired by somebody else. And so that's what's been amazing. And the other thing is, it's really allowed me to connect to a lot of physicians who are in the same position really that I was, where they felt kind of, I don't know, stuck in their position. They're making good incomes. But they didn't really have that time freedom, that financial freedom, and they didn't really know what to do to get to the next step. So I've connected with a lot of physicians like that, and it feels great to have something to offer them and just really connect with those people. So that's been an amazing experience for me. Okay. And then the last question before we get to the money question, how were you able to get to the point where you had 50,000 blog views per month? I wish that there was a magic formula to that. But again, I think a lot has to do with consistency. You guys do that same thing with the podcast. You guys are doing it every single day and people know that they can rely on you to provide information every single day. So on my blog, what I started doing was just putting out consistent content. And I tried to put obviously good quality content every single time, something that was of value to people. And I actually put out something about three times a week. And that's been really busy, sometimes a little bit of a struggle for me to do that. But I think that consistency is what's really helped grow the readership. And what I also do is spend a lot of time engaging with people, both on the blog, on the Facebook group, and I make sure that everyone feels like they're able to get value out of this. So honestly, it's been a slow growth. 
it's nothing special, but over time, it's just continually started to grow. And I can't say there's no magic formula to it. All right, Peter, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Well, the best advice that I would give is just get started. I'm sure other people have given that advice as well. But so many physicians, especially physicians, they want to make sure they have all the information before they decide to take action. I think that's what we do with our patients. We take all the greatest information out there before we make a course of action and make a plan for people. The problem is in this world, you've got to take action sometimes to learn and to get better and to grow. And so that's my advice. Alrighty. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net. What's the best ever book you've recently read? The best book that I've recently read is called Never Split the Difference. It's a book on negotiation by a former FBI lead hostage negotiator. And it's just really taught me a lot about how to ultimately get what you want in a negotiation at the same time, help the other person get what they want as well. What's the author's name? The author's name is Chris Voss. If you guys listen to episode 1244, that is the interview with Chris Voss. That was back in January of last year. All right. So if your business collapsed today, what would you do next? I would just start over again. (laughs) I would just build it little bit by little bit by little bit, but hopefully that won't happen. (laughs) And how would you start over if you had a little or no capital? Again, luckily, this thing doesn't take a lot of capital. It's a lot of time, energy, and effort, and that I have a ton of. So I would definitely just continue to do this. What is the worst deal that you've done? Well, I would say the worst deal that I've done is the one that I ended up backing out of. I had an opportunity where I was in escrow for a flip, kind of in the lower Beverly Hills area here. And myself and my partners, we ended up kind of freaking out and we actually backed out of the deal. And that was about three, four years ago. Unfortunately, I looked and if we had sat there and done nothing with it, we would have made an amazing return and we would have killed it. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? The best ever place to reach me is directly on my website, PassiveIncomeMD.com. I'd love to talk to you. Great. And again, that will be in the show notes of this episode for those listening. All right, Peter. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Great information. Just to summarize what we talked about, we've led off by talking about how can people get started in real estate investing when they're really busy, which is basically everyone. And for your advice and for what you did was all about prioritizing your time, just kind of finding the time to get to work and giving up some of the things that you used to do for fun. You said that you would go to work and then you'd come home, you know, spend time with the family. And then once everyone was to bed, you'd work until about midnight get some sleep and wake up and start working all over again just to kind of get things up and running. We talked about how you were able to transition from being a passive investor to becoming an active investor. And it was all about having the confidence to take action as well as being okay with failing, realizing that you're going to learn a lot more by taking action than you would by reading. But of course, with reading, you're not necessarily going to fail. So you can kind of be okay with that, understand that's part of the process. We talked about the three things to look for when you're looking for a syndicator. 
Number one is their track record and history. Number two is uh, references, you know, someone that you trust having invested with them before. And three, making sure that you always have a one-on-one personal conversation with the lead sponsor. We also talked about how you were able to grow your blog traffic to 50,000 views per month. Like most things in life, there is no magic formula. For this, it was all about consistently posting high-quality content. So for you, that was about three times a week. And then as well as engaging with people on your blog, as well as in the Facebook group that you created. We talked about some of the benefits of that blog, putting you in the center of a community, which allows you to meet physicians and other professionals, which was giving you inspiration. And it also felt good to help out people and connect with people that are currently in a situation that you were in in the past. And then your best ever advice was simple, but also powerful, which is just get started and take action. So again, Peter, really appreciate you coming on the show today and offering your advice. Thank you to everyone who listened. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.